Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jillian. You have your soft voice on today. I know. <laughs> What's happening? I'm trying to ease into this one. Oh. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> there you we've go. Got some, we've had some real meaty stuff over the last number of episodes. You we know? have. Yes. Like, why do we just do this? We just go for the marrow. It's I know. It's so true. We don't do... Well, we do fluffy, but still with meaning. <sighs> Well, man, man. Okay. Uh, I can understand why you, listener, need to take us in small bites. Yeah, you need a week between us, believe me. And maybe even more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to talk today about self-scrutiny. Uh, no, it's... it's hey, is hey, it good? Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Okay. Because there is a high side and a low side okay. self-scrutiny. Okay. Okay. So I know when, I, when we were talking about this particular episode, mm. um, it came out of something different. So I'll talk to you a little bit about that. Yeah. So, but there's a high side and a low side. Mm-hmm. And I think as we go along the growth journey mm. that we're on, mm-hmm. we get these glimpses into ourselves where in the past we may have scrutinized our behavior, our patterns, etc. Mm-hmm. And we see change happening that makes us quite thrilled with ourselves. There you go. We get a gold star. Okay. We get no little, more buttons. We get a little well. There's buttons. <laughs> we get a pat on the back. We get a wow. I'm actually growing. Yes. Okay. So there's the high side and there's the low side. Yeah. And I think when we can differentiate, because that's what we're all about, is this journey of self awareness and insight. So can I brag on you? Just a second. Okay. <laughs> Go. So this came out of a little situation. Well, that's what I was going to break okay. on you about because I'm going to, okay, you set it up, but I want to also say from my perspective okay, as you, I was you go observing. Okay, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, because knowing Jillian, she'll under speak this whole situation because <laughs> we know Jillian has a great sense of humor. Um, well, one of the things that we started doing is, you know, we're so horrible with social media. We're trying is while we were away, I was trying to record things. And one of the things that I thought was so marvelous was your ability to be completely goofy and you didn't even have to rewatch the video. I would record you doing something. Right. You didn't even have to rewatch it. And you go like, go, I trust you, go for it. But it wasn't just that you trusted me. It was the fact that you were just willing to just be yourself and not worry what people th- thought about you and not worry about being judged. Right. Yeah. It was amazing. So that is one of those things. So Mary takes this video. So what happened was... Uh, we're in Halifax. <laughs> There's this huge whale tail sculpture. Yes. That kids run up to the top and yes. then they slide down. Yes. And I, it looked like a lot of fun. So I said, I'd like to do that. And Mary's husband <laughs> double dog dared me. Well, that's you it. You never double dog dare an eight. No, you don't. And he knows that. Yeah, so exactly. That that's it. exactly why he My double dog dared. My line, so I had to do it. <laughs> so here I am with these like eight and 10 year olds yes. running up the stupid tail of this whale. And this tail was at least, I don't know, how many feet up? I don't know. It was I high. Got, like, I got like, the first attempt was really lame. Yeah. The second attempt, this woman from one of the booths yeah. is shouting out to me instructions. <laughs> <laughs> she really wanted you to succeed. She did. Yes. It's nice to have a cheering squad. Yes. So I made it like, 
a little over a third, two thirds of the way up. But then I had to like hand and knee it all the way. You not sure to did. the top. I didn't make it to the top. Yes. And then slide down, but I didn't really slide down gracefully. And I hit this rubber matting. Yes. That made me like screech <laughs> on my butt. Anyway, so Mary videotaped this. I wasn't aware that she was videotaping. Well, I was aware, but... Not really. Not for the reasons that we thought. (laughs) So when she asked me if she could put it on social media, I just said, why not? Yeah. Like, I know because you, I trust you. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it to make me feel stupid, silly, called out. Right. You're doing it because it's fun. Yeah. So I went, I don't even have to see it. Go ahead. Right. Right. So that made me realize there's growth on my oh, part because huge I wasn't growth. controlling the outcome. Well, back in the day, we had to kind of scrutinize every single possible video or picture we put up. Yes. And we'd be all criticizing, oh, I don't like how this looks. Oh, I don't like how that looks. And in this day and age, I mean, there's filters, there's all kinds <sighs> of stuff. Yes. So we just showed up. Anyway, yeah. it was mm-hmm. fun. It was great. So what I want to talk about is when does self-scrutiny hurt? Mm. Harm us or keep us stuck. Yeah. Because if we can get there, mm. then we can help to free ourselves from some of those loops. Yeah. And break out of that. Yeah. Right? Like that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So when self-scrutiny plays this continuous loop in our head mm-hmm. about how we look in pictures. Yeah. Girl, you're not going to have any pictures of yourself. No. Or not any true pictures. It's going to be you're- so filtered. You're going to be one of those yeah. wives, moms, girlfriends, humans mm. that there's no trace of a picture of you. Right. Because you've scrutinized them all mm-hmm. and you don't like this feature about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you t- put it in the trash. Yes. And by the way, uh, for people who struggle with social anxiety, this is one of the features. It's this fear of being negatively scrutinized by others. And you assume right away it's going to be negative. Yeah. And so you're anxious in social situations and you can't relax because you're concerned about it. And if that's you, uh, it goes beyond this episode on self-scrutiny. Um, it may require some professional help to deal with it. Yes. But there is freedom for it because the world needs you to show up as your true self. And you know this. Yeah. People are not actually spending time scrutinizing you or judging you. They're busy busy worrying about scrutinizing themselves. Yeah. And the majority of people, I was talking to Cam about this, um, you know, because I've done public speaking from a very early age and I actually enjoy it and I enjoy going on different shows and whatnot because I've learned to get over myself. I've learned to like laugh at myself. Yep. Um, and you've learned to kind of leave it behind. Once and leave it behind once it's done, because there's times where I could go woulda, coulda, shoulda, but it's done. It's recorded. It's up in the cloud. That's right. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So when we're in these continuous loops, yeah. Um, when we're uh, when we've spoken or misspoken, when we go over how we acted, mm. what we did or did not do, mm-hmm. we get stuck and unable to gain deeper insight into our lives, mm. into the situations we're in, and into yeah. our relationships. Yeah. So if you're a speaker and every time you come down off the platform or stage, mm. you go into woulda, coulda, shoulda. Ugh. It's brutal. What do you what do you ruminate on all day long? Right. And then you don't enjoy the actual act of what you're doing. Like to go up there and enjoy it, enjoy engaging the audience, being able to recognize that you've been able to help them with aha moments. Those are wonderful gifts to have. Exactly. Yeah. And quite frankly, if you're up there and you misspeak, 
the audience has a lot of grace for you. Oh, they sure do. Because they can understand what it's like to be up there. Yeah. So we get into these ruminations, and it's the epitome of navel gazing. Mm. Can I tell you something that happened to me? I'm totally digressing. Sure. I want to hear it. (laughs) I was going up to speak, and my bra strap snapped. (laughs) What did you... Was it audible? I don't know if it was audible, but I was very like, oh my gosh, like, you know, something's happening down there. Yeah. So you know what I did? No. I was, thankfully I was at a women's retreat. It wasn't with men there. Did you take it off? I did. How did you know? I just, I'm just guessing. (laughs) Because I'd rather take it off than be completely absorbed by my bra strap all day. (laughs) One down, one up. (laughs) Sorry for the imagery. We get, sometimes get a little too whatever, but anyway. So uh, I had to let that go. I actually made a joke about it, and then I moved on. And they would all laugh. They all laugh, because we've had those kind of mishaps happen. Yeah. Sorry, I digressed. Well, it's like the time I showed up with two different shoes on. (laughs) And I just had to say, I got dressed in the dark, look at my shoes. And then it was done. Yes. Otherwise, I would have been conscious of it all day long. (gasps) Yes. Anyhow, um, there's this epitome of navel-gazing. Navel gazing rarely leads to self-awareness or growth. So what do you mean by navel gazing? When we're so uh, self-absorbed, yeah. when the self-scrutiny yeah. is so intense yeah. and constant. that we actually cannot give ourselves grace mm. and we don't even know how we're appearing to other people. Mm-hmm. Like right. we're just so self-intent. Mm. So we've all witnessed this kind of thing going on. So if you've ever been in a mall and watched people as they go by the plate glass windows mm. and they can't pass a plate glass window without looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. And adjusting their hair or right? something like that. Yeah. Passing a mirror, have to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking for either self-affirmation <laughs> affirmation or mm-hmm. self-condemnation. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. And how often do we do that when we look at a picture of ourselves? Mm-hmm. We're either affirming how we look right. or we're condemning something about ourselves. Yeah, that's so true. So self-scrutiny, it becomes nitpicking. Yeah, it really does. And at some point, we've all been there in some way or other, mm-hmm. um, like like a speaker who gets off stage and does that rumination of would have, could have, should have. Yeah. And Or a video we watch of ourselves and we just can't believe that that's the way we walk or talk or whatever. Or how big we look or how little we look or all those things. It's always too much or that's too right. little. It's, it's something critical. So sure. if you are stuck in this endless loop of self-scrutiny, there are two basic questions that you can ask yourself to probe. Mm. What is true about this? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I wore two different shoes. Oh, well. Yeah. I made a joke about it. We, we moved on. Right. My bra strap broke. I made a joke about it. I took it off. We all had a good laugh. Right. And we moved on. Right. What is not true about this? Right. What is not People true? People were judging me for wearing two shoes all exactly. day Exactly. I'm a loser because this happened right. to me. How could I let that happen? Right. How could I sound so stupid? Right. Yeah. So what is true about this? Mm-hmm. What is not true about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you can call out what's true, mm-hmm. the rest you're making up. It, we really are. We really are. And it's just, and it's not true. Mm-hmm. And if we can separate truth and the fantasy or the fallacy about mm-hmm. what we carry with us, 
we can make great strides mm-hmm. in terms of self-awareness and insight. That's right. And if we can't identify the truth and the lie in it, then ask a trusted friend. Yep. Uh, if you're a person of faith, pray about it and ask God to show you the truth of the situation. Yep. Um, you know, and if it, 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 it and it may be a, a process if this is an area of a vulnerability for you where you have a lot of insecurities in that area, whether it's about your looks or the way you speak or the way you act. Like, I mean, it's, it's again, recognizing the pattern and being able to do something about it. That's right. Mm -hmm. So our inner critic Mm. that we've referred to many, many times loves rumination. Yeah. It's a buffet table. Yes, sure is. It sure is. And we just feed it and Mm -hmm. feed it. And guess what happens? It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It does. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, that's where a good trusted friend comes in. A trusted friend can offer truth and compassion by sharing what their interpretations are. Mm -hmm. What was their view of the situation? Right. And it goes back to what you said, because you trusted me and I was laughing, not at you, but with you and just enjoying the moment so much that you trusted that reaction as true. That's right. Yeah. So a friend will ask... Who cares about this as much as you do? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Like, who cares about the fact that you were wearing two different shoes, your bra strap broke as much as you do? No one. Yeah, it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. And typically, everyone else involved has moved on and forgotten the event. Right. They're past it. Yeah. Acknowledge that this is the inner critic, and that is what's going on is an inner war with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the ultimate navel gazing, right? You're at war with yourself. Mm. Never satisfied. Never satisfied. Yeah. The healthy side of self-scrutiny is self-contemplation. Mm-hmm. And especially with that curiosity that we talked about in the previous right. episode. Right. Rather than judgment. Oh, that is huge. Right? Curiosity rather than judgment. So I've, you know, I've found the last number of years as I age... Uh, having to really look at myself with curiosity Mm. because I've gone gray. Mm -hmm. I've got more wrinkles. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm carrying a few extra pounds. A little bit more lumps and bumps. Yeah. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because if I want this idealized version of myself, it's probably 20 years ago and that's not going to happen again. Right. I mean, you could pay a lot of money through surgery and And a personal trainer and all that, but that's a lot of money and energy for what? For what? Mm-hmm. And who cares about this right. as much as I do? Mm. If I'm showing up in relationships with trust and with compassion and with love and with care for my friends, mm-hmm. that's what they're receiving from me. They're not caring that I'm like gray and wrinkly now. Well, you know what? I One of the other things I really enjoyed about our trip is uh, we said to each other, our only goal is that we have to feel beautiful. <laughs> so the three of us went searching for whatever outfits and the thing was about feeling beautiful. It wasn't about... Uh, objectively appearing beautiful to somebody else is just feeling beautiful because our friend Wendy, she has this wonderful strut whenever oh. she feels beautiful. Oh. We <laughs> just, boom, we, boom, I would boom. to see that strut. I know. I love it. <laughs> and she, and you know what? She doesn't even realize she's doing it until we say, you're strutting. <laughs> she goes, no, I'm not. Yes, yeah, yes. you are. I love the way, her, I the way she holds her hands up that, like this. That's right. There's oh, a yeah. whole thing going There's on. There's a whole there. thing going on because she feels felt beautiful. And that's the key. Uh, 
so that, that, uh, as we have matured, coming to accept our lumps and bumps and finding ways that we can feel beautiful yeah. is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we can talk about is self-scrutiny, the self-contemplation rather than judgment mm-hmm. is self-reflection mm-hmm. and it's self-recognition. Mm. Uh, so calling out the good in ourselves. Wow. I've really matured in this area. Yeah. Or wow. Like that is a thing that used to bother me. Right. You know? Yeah. And now I'm okay with this. Yeah. Or I'm really proud of myself for acknowledging the truth in that situation mm. and not my interpretation of it as I've done in the past. Right. Oh. That kind of self-scrutiny is the good part, mm-hmm. the healthy side. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this uh, quote, self-knowledge has been seen as germane to human well-being from Plato to trends of insight-oriented psychotherapies. Among the ancients, self-knowledge and the happiness resulting from it were considered inextricably linked to excellence of character. Oh, Consequently, an aspect of virtue was the attainment of self-knowledge. And the effort required for virtue had to include the practice of self-scrutiny. For present purposes, self-scrutiny is a focused and sustained form of introspection, the goal of which is character development and self-knowledge, particularly knowledge of one's weaknesses and habitual inclinations. Oh, that's such Isn't a great Isn't that exactly quote. what we were talking yep. about in the previous episode? Mm-hmm. And that's a quote by Jeanette Bicknell, who does a lot of work in this area. Right. So, so that's the healthy side of self-scrutiny. It's so important. It is. Yep. This falls in line with so many of the growth themes that we've previously re- referred to. Blind spots, defense mechanisms, inner critic, mm-hmm. the practice of examining, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we separate navel-gazing? Mm and self-knowledge when they can easily fall into the same category as self-scrutiny. Yeah. So as somebody who tends to navel gaze, Mm -hmm. because I do have a very harsh inner critic, I do need friends like you to call me on it because there's times where I go down this track and I, I fool myself into thinking I'm doing it for growth reasons, but really what I'm doing is I'm like doing this loop right. over and over again and beating myself up for something and taking far more responsibility for something that is not my fault or my my area of growth. Right. So it is true. It's so hard to separate the two. It is. So here's a good question to ask. Is this a rumination loop that feeds my inner critic hmm. or is this introspection that leads to self-awareness and growth in my character? Ah, oh, sheepers. So line in the sand. Yeah. It's one or the other. Mm. Is it feeding my inner critic or is it helping me grow in my character and virtues? So one of the things that I think about that helps me, well, you know, as a person of faith, I, I talk about the difference between feeling conviction versus condemnation. And for me, what inner when inner critic shows up, I feel icky. I yeah. feel bad about myself. I get more and more depressed and discouraged, and I just feel like this ugh feeling. Whereas when I feel convicted because it's moving towards growth, I actually feel there's this uh, lightness isn't even the right word, but this sort of like like I take a deep breath and it's like ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So like the, what I shared last uh, episode about my awareness of my ego needs, mm-hmm. that wasn't coming out of condemnation. No. That was out of self-awareness and growth because I want to do better in this area. I don't want to be controlled by that. Well, that's a, that's a prime example. Yeah. 
So I was just going to ask you if you can think of a recent situation, but you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is true and what's your perception of the truth? Right. And where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. So I was coaching a, um, a person the other day and uh, they have one tendencies. So mm-hmm. the strict perfectionist on the Enneagram, they have some one tendencies. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that. And he said, you know, I know exactly where that comes from. He said, when I was uh, young, I came home with a test and I had a 98 um, out of 100 on the test. Mm-hmm. And my father said to me, what happened to the other 2%? Right. Yeah. And he said, I'm all, I find myself always striving in that inner critic mm-hmm. for that extra 2%. Right. He said, now I've recognized I was at 98%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to celebrate that. Yes. So going from that self-scrutiny, which is the inner critic condemnation, mm. to the wow, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was able to get 98% on that Right. Test. Yeah. So can you think of a situation where self-introspection led to insight into character growth? Well, for you, I think it's the example you gave. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great question for our listeners to think about. Um, Find an example where the self-introspection led to insight and character growth, but also on the flip side, a situation where uh, you were navel-gazing and it led to your inner critic just having a heyday. Yeah. So, and, you know, for me, I was kind of amazed that I would just hand over the reins to you with that video not having previewed it first. Well, I wasn't actually. You know why? <laughs> no, I don't mean that disrespectfully no. because I have seen the growth in you. Yeah. I but f- it came out of a consistency in your character growth. But it, it you know, it took me a little bit beside I was like, wow. Yes, that's, that's true. That's pretty mature of me. But that but that's me observing it and I see it as you being able to see it in yourself. That's see? the growth for what you. What is truth versus yes. my perception of truth? That's right. Okay, so let's do a quick overview of the Enneagram with a self-scrutiny inventory. Oh, great, perfect. Okay? I love it. As we wrap up. So on the Enneagram, all of the numbers mm-hmm. have kind of an inner motivation. Right. And that can actually help our self-scrutiny in a healthy way, mm-hmm. or it can lead to this inner critic rumination loop. Yeah. So now you don't even have to n- know your number mm-hmm. on the Enneagram to right. answer some of these questions yeah. because you'll kind of go, oh yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. For the Enneagram one, strict perfectionist. The need to be right or do the right thing is the motivation. Mm-hmm. So how does that play into either the healthy side or the unhealthy side? Mm-hmm. For the Enneagram 2, which is Mary. Hello. Helper, <laughs> the need to be liked and appreciated. Yeah. For the Enneagram 3, which is the competitive achiever, the need to outshine the rest. Mm. For the 4, the intense creative the need to be unique. Mm. For the five, which is the quiet specialist, the need to understand. Right. For the six, the loyal skeptic, the need to be safe and belong. Mm. And for the seven, help me out. I just lost my, oh, the the visionary. Mm -hmm. The, The need to have to experience it all, the FOMO. Right. Right. Eight, me. (laughs) The active controller, the need to control. Yeah. And there's sometimes when taking control is not a bad thing. Right. Well, uh, pick your pick your poison, girl. Again, well, it's again between the healthy and the That's unhealthy right. side of things. And the nine, the need to keep the peace. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
you can see that in the Enneagram, it points to the healthy side, mm-hmm. the high expression of our um, motivation mm-hmm. and the low expression of our motivation. Right. And we can swing between both. Right. But we want to be growing toward the healthy side, the high expression right. of this. Right. And, you know, with these needs, uh, with them are associated fears. Yes. And it's those fears that lead us to this thinking that if we can self-scrutinize ourselves, maybe we can avoid the thing we're afraid of. So for me, the fear of not being liked and appreciated, if I can scrutinize every single word, action that comes Mm. out of my mouth and my, you know, behavior, then somehow I can avoid being disliked or like rejected by others. Right. And if I can control things, then I'm perceived as strong yeah and my weakness and vulnerability is not exposed that's right right yeah but that's not such a bad thing mm-hmm. well as you showed in the video <laughs> your ability to be like vulnerable and just you were childlike in a beautiful way because actually that's the strength of uh, an eight actually is that childlike um, love of life yeah and we're and we are most childlike when we're around kids mm-hmm. That's and animals. True. Right. And hopefully with trusted people. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you unicorn you. Yeah, I know. What can I say? <laughs> you unicorn too. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of like this. This came out of an experience that we had, but it feeds so naturally into our themes. Mm-hmm. And it's going along with both the family systems theory as well as this book, Insight, that we thought we'd better touch on this one. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And uh, for those of you who are curious now about this whale tale, (laughs) it is on our Instagram page. I actually didn't put it just as a story. I put it as a post, so it's permanently there. Oh, no. (laughs) So you can revisit it again and again and again. And uh, it's a fabulous video of Jillian at her best, funniest, adventurous, childlike self and just your ability to laugh at yourself in a beautiful way. So with that in mind, people, <laughs> yes. you know, that's where we want to go to. We want to be able to laugh at ourselves. Yes. Not in, a, not in a, a jeering way. No mockery way. No. no but in a fun, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So have a great week, everybody. And um, you've got a lot of homework. Yes, you do. <laughs> like we do too. Yes. Um, but we're cheering you on. Yes. We want the best for you as you grow and develop into all that you should be. Mm. Um, it's hard work, but boy, is it worth it to, do, to lean into it. And as we always say, you are worth it. Amen. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.